Welcome back to Outside the Zone. The 2020 to 2021 season is finally here. I'm your favorite co-host, Pav, along with Doc here. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back. I guess I'm the second favorite co-host now. I'm doing well, man. We're, what, a day away as we're recording this right now? So we're almost there. Made it through a very short and off season. I I feel pretty rested. Yeah, I mean, even though it seems like... We just we just had it. I'm more I'm way more than ready for this. Like, there's just so many storylines, so many people to watch, so many things I'm excited about. So it's gonna be a fun one. All right. So with that, let's just jump into it. We got a lot to go over. We got award picks. We got our you know finals predictions. We got some surprising teams and some underperforming teams on the horizon. So let's just get into it, man. We got a lot to go over in these next 20, 30 minutes. For sure. So yeah, let's, let's, like you said, we're going to go through them all. So let's start it off with the big one, MVP. Who's your prediction for who's going to win MVP this season? Oh, I'm so excited for this. Cause I, I, like, I feel like a lot of times we're just, we have completely different picks and it's fun to like have different ones, but so I'm really hoping that we have different stuff and we can debate a bit and just talk about it. So who you got? I think, I think this one, we're going to have the same one. It's your favorite player in the NBA. Luka oh no. Yeah. There you go. It's just, listen, for me, Giannis, we both know this is the case. There's voter fatigue, right? Giannis is one back-to-back. Right. Even if he has a better year than he's had the past two years, I don't think he's going to win, especially if, yeah, if, if Luka continues on his upward tra- trajectory. And the other, I really would have thought LeBron, but I really think LeBron's going to coast a lot of this regular season. I think you probably agree with me there, too, where he's probably just trying to rest for the playoffs because he literally just stopped yeah. playing. So... Lucas, I was really thinking about my man Jokic here and even Dame, but I just think Luca. I think the story is there. People already love him. He's got great showcases too. Christmas Day against you know the King and LA. He's you know they they have so many prime time games. It's crazy. So I think everything's everything is in place for him to to win it to win the big one this year, the trophy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I agree. I have Luca as well. I'm happy you think the same way, but. He, like you said, it's a story award. Voter fatigue is real. It's a big reason why LeBron doesn't have any MVPs in the last couple of years, and even though he should have, especially in some of those Cleveland years. So I think that Luka, as long as he can have the Mavs' success be relative, like be better, and I know that they might not have as much team success as the Bucks will have, as long as he can stay within margin of Giannis I think that that would just swing everything in his favor if he's way behind Giannis then I could definitely see Giannis getting it again but I just think that the the rise of Luke is he's going to keep getting better and he's finally gonna I think this year last year was the year he showed that he's an MVP caliber player and this year is the year he shows that he's a championship caliber player so as as long as and I don't think he's going to win the championship I'm not trying to say that but I think that he's going to show that he can be like a guy that wins wins Dallas a championship one day so Dude, give us the hot take, man. Just tell us he's gonna <laughs> just predict Dallas to win the chip this year. No, that's that's take. not happening. That's not happening yet. The 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 the, the Mavericks need to sign sign some more people around him to get that to happen. But I, I love their core. They they had the best offense yeah. in the NBA last year. When I think I I really like Josh Richardson for them. Losing Curry is gonna be big, but if Josh Richardson can get back to how he was in Miami, I think that'll be a good fit. He did not play that well when he was in Philly, so maybe no one did. Maybe in that offensive offensive powerhouse that Rick Carlisle put together, they can really figure out some stuff to implement him well. So I'm liking it. Yeah, I'm with you for all the reasons you mentioned. So MVP, I feel like he's the favorite too at this point. I Interesting. Think I feel like Giannis is still the favorite. 
No, I, I honestly think I, I think I was looking at the betting boards or whatever, and Luca's the favorite. Wow, that's actually surprising. I didn't think. I mean, voter fatigue's a real thing, like right? right. So I mean, Giannis could literally have his best year of his career, and if Luca just, you know, even maybe is like, even somewhat close to Giannis in terms of you know team success, stats, and all that, and again the primetime games help, then I think that's enough for him, or really any right. any yeah. of the new guys like Jokic or whoever. So. Yeah, All right. I would, if, if it wasn't for the load management, I honestly would have put a good amount into Anthony Davis because I, I think yeah. LeBron's putting a lot of load management and I think Anthony Davis will really it's just like, too. definitely put up with the stats and carry the Lakers to whatever seed that they want to be in. So, But I, I think Anthony Davis will manage his load a lot to the season too. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick too. But So should we do coach of the year next? Go for All it. Right. Go give me your pick. So for my coach of the year, I have Doc Rivers. And I think that he's a really good fit with Philly. I think he's someone – oh, uh, I think he's someone that Philly really needed. And Philly has a talent in the world. Like, And I'll talk about Philly later when we go into predictions. But they were tw- – like at one point last season, they were like 28-2 and two at home. And they were just atrocious on the road. And at that point, I see that. And it's, it's not like – it's not a talent problem. It's not – it's just – like a, I think it's like a, a locker room problem, a personality problem, like a, a attention to detail and focus problem. And I think Doc Rivers can come in and fix a lot of that and really come out and bring out what has made Philly so talented. I love the Seth Curry pickup for them. It'll really bring some shooting because they badly missed J.J. Redick last year. And I don't know. I'm so happy that, like, Daryl Morey's running the show now because, oh, my God, they built so awfully with putting Al Horford there and just a bunch of slow – slow players that don't fit in the running gun style that like Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons can play with. And I think Joel can play with any style. I think Ben Simmons is the kind of guy you kind of have to adapt your team to work around. So I think Doc Rivers will, they're really showing what they've showed me so far is they're willing to build around that. And I think Doc Rivers can kind of get those things fixed and kind of show the talent that they already have. And it's already, they've already shown flashes of. Yeah, this is no fun. I got Doc Rivers too. I honestly thought you were going to go Monty Williams. I thought you were going to go with CP3 going over there. and I'm surprised you didn't I thought you were going to go Nash. <laughs> I'm not that high on Brooklyn this year, actually. Interesting. So interesting. we can get into that later. But, yeah, I got – I mean, I got Doc Rivers for all the same reasons. I think he's still a really good coach. And I think people, after everything that happened with the Clippers and maybe, you know, I don't need to talk about PG and what he said. But, you know, we all know. The, like, the fans all lot, know. The fans all know. <laughs> we all know that there's been a lot of criticism and – one thing I do want to get out, get out there is people, you know, people are saying, you know, why were you so harsh on what PG said? And I was like, listen, man, there are very few people on this earth called Doc. Me and Doc Rivers are in that same fraternity. I had to have his back. So just putting that out, <laughs> that out there, I'm a little bit biased towards him. But yeah, I mean, like I you that. said, their, their biggest thing, I think last year was, I think coaching for one with Brett Brown. I don't think he was the right guy for that, for a win now team. And then shooting on and spacing, right? So Seth Curry, a huge pickup there. And he's an upgrade over JJ Redick. You know, he's definitely an upgrade over JJ Redick wow. at this point. So I think it'll do wonders for that offense. And yeah, I'm excited. And even if they trade away like Ben Simmons or whatever, if they can get hardened, then again, still I still think that's a really good team with Doc Rivers right. here. So I think right. I think that's exactly. I think Doc Rivers is in a very good spot to like overperform. And I think because of that, he's going to win coach of the year. So. And can you imagine two amazing defenders in Ben and Joel coached by Doc? Like that's just, I get, I get so excited about that prospect. 
So Matisse had a goal, throw him in there too. Oh yeah, man. So I think as long as he does a better coaching job, then so like I I mean I guess he's my second favorite talk in the world. Like you you got you got the number one in that terms, but I hope he does a better coaching job than you did for our basketball team, our intramural basketball team at Ohio State. You got injured. You became the coach. You had all these schemes, and what happened? We lost every game, and that's not the player's fault. That is the coach's whoa, fault. Whoa, whoa, To be fair, to be fair, so Puff is right. The team went 0-4. I didn't play any of the games. I had shoulder surgery, you know, typical typical IR spot for me. So, but Derek I will Rose. Say this. Derek I, Doc I, Rose. <laughs> I, I will say this. In the fourth game play, when I actually got them to sit down and do a practice, in the fourth game play, we didn't have our best player out there. He went to a concert. And we played, I think, one of the best teams in our division, and we only lost by 20 points that game, which is, I think, the miracle with the team I was working with. So I think that one's more of the players. But nonetheless, let's jump back. No one wants to hear about our basketball, uh, you know, our basketball <laughs> stories on the hardwood because there's, there's not much more to say. So most improved player, right, I think that's right, a perfect right. segue because we all need to improve on the basketball court. I think these guys especially will. So I'm gonna, I'll jump into this one. I was about to say OG Ananobi because I think he's going to take a step forward in Toronto this year. And I, I always like picking guys that are in their contract years for this because I didn't think he was going to have an extension there. But Woj broke my pick like five minutes ago as we're recording this. So he got a 40 or 72, which is great value for, for Toronto in my opinion. So I'm not going to pick him anymore. I'm going to go with someone who didn't get an extension, but I think he's a very talented player, Laurie Markkinen. I feel like this guy's like oh, wow. underperformed the past few years, but he's in like his rookie year. And we both saw it. He's so talented, right? He can do so much. Such a good player. He had a rough year, I think, last year, but still like decent. But I think this year he didn't get that ex- extension. I think he's really going to take a step forward. So I'm going. I'm going Lori Marketing. That's a really good pick. And, yeah, it was very disappointing. He had such a good rookie year. Everyone was like, oh, it was a good move trading for Harden. Like, this guy's – or not trading Jimmy Butler. This guy's going to eventually be kind of a guy, and they got extra assets, of course, for it. And then he just could not – like, it was obviously some injury problems, but he could not shoot well. He just was not doing well at all his second year, and I was so confused. So, I really like that pick. I think he can bounce back in a new system. And it's, it's got to suck for a young guy to have a different coach every season all that jazz. So hopefully they get some stability. And I really, really like, he is a perfect player for this NBA. So I like him. That's a good pick, but I'm, I feel really confident in my pick for that. This was the award I felt the most confident in my pick for, and I'm going to go with my guy shy um, from OKC. So SGA has been on slept on his entire career. And finally last year, people, he like took another jump and he's been amazing. And now no Chris Paul, no Dennis, Schro- Dennis Schroeder, and I know that the Thunder aren't going to be winning many games, but since when has most improved player dependent on games won? Like, he's going to put up a, a, a bunch of stats. He's going to be way better at points, rebounds, assists, everything, I feel. And, yeah, there, there could be the effect of not having Chris Paul and not having that help, especially defensively, can make it harder for him to put efficient numbers up. But I still think that – his stats are going to go up and he's going to, he's, he has the keys to that, that offense, that key, the keys to that whole team right now until OKC drafts the next superstar with their billions of picks they have in the upcoming drafts. So I, I really like, I really like SGA for this pick. He's a good pick. Yeah. But my concern, and you hit it on the head is just like, you don't have CP three, 
you don't have Schroeder anymore either. So like the main two guys in the backcourt there aren't there to, you know, like take take some pressure off. So I mean it's his show, right? And that's a great opportunity. Like he's the guy there. And yeah, he's gonna have ample usage and all that. I don't know. I I think it's gonna be hard to win this award when you're on arguably I think the worst team in the NBA. And I think that's what OKC is going to be this year. So that's where, you know, that's kind of where I'm, I was a little bit shaky on, on picking him. But I think Al Horford actually helped him a lot. I think Al Horford's going to have a good year there. And I think that'll take some pressure off of him. But, yeah, I mean, it's a solid pick. So at least we, yeah, that's finally, we finally deferred on one. I'm glad we're not going, agreeing on all the picks down the line. So I'm glad we can finally have a disagreement there. But sixth man of the year. I think this one was the hardest one for me, six man. I was going between like three to five guys. And for me, it, the obvious picks were like, you know, Schroeder. I think is I didn't even know if Schroeder started yet. Like that was one issue I had. They haven't announced anything. Right. So Schroeder, yeah. again, like Levert, I don't know if he started. I would assume he's coming off the bench in Woody too. But again, like I'm not 100% sure. So I went with a shocker pick. But I went with one of the greatest players of this generation, Carmelo Anthony. Wow. Oh, I like that a lot, so actually. I'm going, I'm going mellow on this one. I just have a feeling, you know, he's his second year in Portland now. You know, he obviously signed back there. He felt like a loyalty to that team, that organization. He had a solid year last year, but I feel like he's, you know, they really only need him to really shoot and put up scoring numbers. And if they, I mean, I think that team's going to be a lot better this year. So if they win, if they're like, in the third to like fourth seed range, and he's putting up like close to 28 game, which I think is conceivable because he had what, like 13 or 14 last year, and another year in the system. I think it's doable. So I'm going, I'm going mellow. Yeah, wow. Um, I like that pick. I think that last year with the injuries they had, especially until like Nurkic came back late, Zach Collins was hurt all year. Like he kind of was forced to do a lot more than mm-hmm. he was honestly ready for. And that's a good point. Like, he can just come off the bench and only be focused on shooting and only be focused on scoring. I, I actually really like that. And as, but the thing is, I'm just – I don't know if he's going to like that. I don't know if – I think he says it, but I don't know if – give it 20 games and he's going to start being really frustrated and all that job when he's not so. playing in the fourth quarter and all that job. Like, I mean, we've seen it before from that guy. I'm not <laughs> – well, but if, if he wanted a bigger role, like, he had the chance, because, again, like, his value went up this year, right, after the year he had. So he had the chance to look at other teams, but he, he knew what he was coming back were, to. I don't think many teams in contention were, like, dying to sign him. Oh, um, like the Lakers that they would have won. Like, there were a good amount of contenders that could be just right. – I mean, yeah, he definitely would have had a score. Yeah, but, I mean, he says – like, I, I agree that he right now he thinks he can do it, but give it 20 games, and, like, and he's not playing in the fourth quarter of the crunch time. Like, how do you think Melo will react to that? That's – you can't just say – he knew what he was going into when he signed that deal this summer. Like he's probably going to change his, like he's probably going to be like, Oh shit, this is not what I thought it was. I I think he knew what he was going into. And there was a lot of games last year too, where he didn't end the game and he still came back this year. So, yeah. I mean, I, I hope you're right. Cause that would be awesome for Portland. It would be but, really awesome for Portland. Who you got? Uh, so yeah, my, my pick for six man of the year is Jordan Clarkson. I think, when they so. traded, they traded, uh, the Cavs traded him to Utah. He was really, really good. Especially with Mike Conley not playing well last season, Jordan Clarkson kind of stepped up. And like we said, he's only he only needs to score, and that's perfect for Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson, even when he's playing as a starting point guard for the Cavs when LeBron was there, he only wanted to score, and that's why he was benched. But 
I think that his like that's what the Jazz need, especially a team that's more of a defensive minded team. They need someone to come in, provide a provide a spark plug, and he's gonna do that day in and day out because he knows his role. And I just think that he's gonna put up like he put up what sixteen points a game when he got, after he got traded there, and I think that he can do even more uh, this coming season once he's has a year in that system and he he gets more time to gel with the with the players around him. It was second on my list before, uh, after Melo, so that's a good pick right there. Yeah. I think I think people are also, sleeping on Clarkson. Yeah, he's good. He's very – I mean, he did what Utah traded him for, so – traded for him for, so, yeah. Also, I wanted to say – I didn't get, I forgot to mention it when we were going over most improved. My dark horse for that is Jamal Murray. He had an amazing – Western Conference Finals run, and his whole career, I mean, he's been good. Everyone knows he's good, but he just hasn't been consistent enough to have, like, great numbers for, at the end of the day, like, as a person on a max contract. So I think that if he can play, like, in the Western Conference Finals, he was consistent, and I think that if he can pull that up for an entire season, then Dark Horse. That's the thing with him, though. In the Again, like, in the playoffs, he balled out, but, like, we've both seen it. In the regular season, he, like, there are three-game stretches where he's, like, a legit top 15 player in the NBA. And then, like, the next three games, he, like, goes shooting, like, percentages of, like, 10%, you know? It's just, like, all over the place. He's so streaky like that that I just, you know, you see the playoff run and you think, okay, like, maybe this guy turned the corner. He found the consistency. But my gut has to, you know, like, after seeing this for a few years now, I mean – you kind of just have to like think that that was just a mirage and he's still going to have his hot and cold, you know, stretches of the season. Yeah. And for any, just a disclaimer for six man or for most improved, none of us, neither of us put Michael Porter Jr. Because this is technically going to be a second year in the league and second year playing in the league. So we really don't like when they put those players up because that's just naturally getting better. That's like, if you put Zion as most improved player, that it's, he's just naturally getting better. He was a rookie last year. So if somehow he wins, then we're, we're calling, we're calling hacks on the NBA. So moving Same on to, yes, yes. Moving on to defensive player of the year. Do you want to go first on this one? I got AD on this one. I feel oh, like, nice. was, I like it. He, he, he was really good la- or he was really close last year, obviously. And uh, I think there's going to be some voter fatigue, too, for, for Giannis, I think, with Defensive Player of the Year and for Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year as well. So I'm going I'm going 80 for that reason. I feel like 80 has kind of been like the – there's been like that the bunch of the three for like Defensive Player of the Year, like in recent years where it's been like either going to be AD, Giannis, or Gobert, and AD still hasn't got his. And so I think he's going to – I think people are just going to see what he did in the playoffs and be like, yeah, this guy's legit defensively, obviously, as we both knew. So I think he's going to get his recognition for it, and he'll, he'll get his first one this year. Yeah, I love that. And, dude, I was, I was torn between three people for this one. It was AD. It was Rudy Gobert, especially now that he, Rudy Gobert signed his contract, a little bit less inclined to put him. But I still think, like, oh – he just signed a massive contract. He wants to prove it to everyone that he's worth all that money. Defensive player. There. And we all know he's going to have an elite defensive year. But I ended up going with Bam. And wow. I just think because he's just so versatile defensively and a good reason, a big reason why Giannis won the award was because of his versatility. And voters kind of went away from the prototypical rim protector kind of voting on the award first, looking at more of the advanced metrics and stuff like that. And I think that really helps Bam's case. 
And if you factor in AD's load management, I kind of just gave the edge to Bam there. But I, I really like the AD pick. I, it's, I just think Miami being such a good defensive team will help Bam as well when the defense, the team stats are just really good and Bam's the anchor on that defense. Yeah, that's true. Miami's got some ballers on defense, though. You know, you got Bam. And, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Bam because I think Bam is definitely in the consideration, too. I think he was third for me, actually, in my list after Gobert. So I think Bam has a really good chance. But uh, I'm just saying, Miami, I think this year's going to be so good defensively because Bam's going to get better. You still got your Jimmy, and then you bring in guys like Avery Bradley. I mean, I like them a lot defensively. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that was a really good signing. So uh, last but not least, the one everyone's been waiting for, why is Isaac Coro the rookie of the year? <laughs> <laughs> I've, been preaching it, I've been preaching it for for a few months now, man. Don't sleep on Isaac Okoro. And you saw first hand preseason. That boy played oh, well. I he, love, he I love the kid. He, I, I, listen, love that. I, I love watching that kid ball. <laughs> listen, when you and our friends were saying, you know, I want Obi, I want Obi, I was telling you, man, that Isaac Okoro is going to be the real deal. And I think I think I might have nailed this pick. Uh, so, but he's not the rookie of the year. He, I don't think he's going to have enough usage, you know, yeah, in no. Cleveland with Garland and Sexton there. And obviously Love and Drummond too. So I'm going – He's, I'm assuming you're the same guy. I'm going LaMelo. I've been insanely high on LaMelo since forever. He, in my eyes, obviously he should have been the number one overall pick. And, I mean, we've seen those sleek, sleek passes in the preseason already. Like, his, his passing is insane. And his vision is so good already. And just also, like, I like that he's in Charlotte, but he still has other guys that can help him out because you still have Gordon Hayward. You know, you still have Devontae Graham, P.J. Washington, uh, Rozier. So you still have some guys that will help take the pressure off of him. But at the same time, he's going to have more than enough of a role to, you know, put up his numbers and have a really good year. So I'm going LaMelo. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Go ahead. I was going LaMelo. But if LiAngelo would have stuck with the Pistons, man, that could have been an interesting argument right there. LiAngelo versus okay, LaMelo. Okay. Oh, oh, boy. Yeah, oh boy. sure. Whatever. <laughs> so uh, I had LaMelo too. I just think if you look at anyone who's been the past rookie of the year, it's always, I think for a long time, it's always been whoever has, if you total up points, assists, rebounds, whoever has the most. And it's always been those kind of players. And I think LaMelo, will, will, we know he's going to get the rebounds and the assists. If his shot falls, he's going to get the points. And I think over time, his shots will fall. But even if, his, even if he's not shooting well, he, does, he runs the floor so well and can play and can command the floor so well that he's just going to make an impact right away. And I'm just – and it's, I think it's more so the competition. Like Anthony Edwards, just there's so many, there's so many guards in Minnesota. Like I just don't see the playing – like the, the usage, like you said. And then if you look at another person who's pretty high on the betting odds, Tyrese Halliburton, I think, I, again, I just don't think the usage is there. He's probably going to have to come off the bench to start unless they trade Buddy Heald. And again, like, I don't know where the usage is. And I, again, like even Denny, like with Westbrook and Beal there, like, and they just signed Davis, Davis Bertans. Like I'm just thinking who's going to get the keys to the offense. And LaMelo is kind of the only one getting the keys unless James Wiseman can, kind of put up points enough to make it seem where he should win the award. But I just don't see that happening, especially in his first year. Cause I think if he, him is more of like a guy who's going to really get into his own after like a couple of seasons in the league. So I definitely got go LaMelo. I'm pretty confident about that one. Yeah. I feel good about that one too. I would, I mean, 
I would probably take the field, but if it was a Lamelo versus the field, I would really have to give that to Lamelo in this one. I just think he's he's also. I mean, like we also gotta recognize that like the flashiness helps too. Like we saw, like Josh should have been runaway rookie of the year last year, right? But let's not forget that Zion was making some noise, and a lot of it was just because like we see like and Josh flashed too, but like Zion just like the dunks and the way he plays, like that obviously plays a factor too. So Lamelo, by far, I think is the flashiest player in this class, and I think that's going to help him. Hundred percent. All right. So, do you want to do a little bit of a unique predictions before we go into our finals and conference predictions? Yeah, let's do our. Let's start off with who who I think is going to be the biggest underperformer this year. I'm going. I'm going with the Brooklyn Nets. I just think that they have so much like new stuff, like new new coach. Steve Nash has never coached before, so you got a new coach with no experience. You got your best player coming off an Achilles injury, worst injury you can have as an NBA player, and you know you got some guys who have. I mean, you already have some like I, I don't want to say locker room issues, but you already there's already some tension, I should say, like with the Kyrie stuff, and I guess it's the media, but like regardless, like. There are guys there that, you know, there has been drama before associated with some of these guys. So I, I just think there's so much new stuff in there that it's really hard for a team that's really put together, like, so many new pieces in one year for them to really be able to gel and just, like, go at it year one. Like, it's so rare for something like that to happen. And I think one thing that's also, I think, going to hurt them is the constant trade rumors of, like, do Katie yeah. and Kyrie need another star? Do you know the James Harden saga is going to continue rolling until James Harden gets traded? Obviously, either to the Nets or someone else. That's always going to be there, you know, hanging over Dinwiddie, uh, LeBert, Jared Allen. So, and even some of the Jared Allen, like DeAndre Jordan stuff, like we both agree, Jared Allen's the better player. But DeAndre Jordan's going to be the one likely finishing games and obviously starting games too. Right. So it's just a lot of stuff that I just don't like. And this is a team that's, like, built to win now. I get that. But I think there's going to be a lot of guys that they, you know, Karis LeVert, like, he's still a younger player. and He's 25. But I don't know how well it's they're going to take to being constantly within trade rumors where they haven't been in a situation like that before. You know, obviously, like, having the media talk about you day in, day out, I'm sure that's going to play a role. So I'm going to – I'm a little hesitant on that pick because I, I see the upside there. But I'm going to go – I'm going to go Brooklyn on this one. Yeah, I, I like Brooklyn. I had them written down too, so I'll go. My, I'll talk about my other one, but I agree. Like people are really not, people are really kind of not caring about how how crucial Achilles injury is. It's it's not anything to take lightly. You just bounce back from. It's not the ACL where people say, "Oh, sometimes they come back stronger." Like, no, you don't come back stronger from an Achilles injury. Like, there's gonna be a lot of load management. Kyrie's always hurt, but I do think like there's oh if if your star players are demanding who plays in games like that's just locker room issues from the start especially when it's so clear that Jared Allen's better than De- DeAndre Jordan so I hope Steve Nash can get on top of that and I think he can I think he's I think he's a, even if he's not the best we don't know I mean I'm sure he'll be good X's and those guys but even if he's not the best I think he'll be a good locker room guy so I just I think the Nets I think it'll be a, a rough there'll be a lot of ups and downs for the Nets and people need to slow down the hype for them for sure but they have a good team. They have amazing. Yeah. It's not just. It's not just like Kyrie and Katie and some bums. Like a lot of the super yeah. teams in the past. It's it's Levert, Joe Harris, Prince, 
Allen, Dinwiddie, like amazing pieces. That's what you want with your two stars. And I'd be really annoyed if the Nets somehow get another star because we don't have a three team. We don't have a big three anymore. Really. I mean, if you count the Bucks big three, but we don't have a big three where it's two like top 10, top 15 players on the same team anymore. We have a bunch of big twos. And I think that's made the NBA way more fair. There's been a lot of parody. And if KD comes and does that again, I'm going to be salty because this guy needs to just try to win with, a fair amount of stars. Like, come on, <laughs> it's getting really annoying at this point. So, all right, moving on. <laughs> if that happens, you'll we'll get another rant pot in because I'm gonna I'm gonna go harder than I did on. Uh, I don't remember that guy's name, Danny Ainge. <laughs> so, all right, I have the Grizzlies for this. The teams that I think are gonna oh, wow. go disappoint a little, and I think that it'll be a little bit of a return to normalcy. I think the West got a little bit a lot tougher. And they, I know they didn't make the playoffs last year, but they were really close. And a lot, I think a lot of people are thinking that they'll make a big jump this year. But I just don't see that happening. I know Jaws going to get better. But I just don't know how they – I don't know how they jump higher in the Western Conference. Like, you have teams that weren't a shoe in – weren't in last year that I think are really going to compete with the Suns and the Warriors. And that's even more of an obstacle for the Grizzlies to get in. And then you have just the West getting better as well. So. I just think it's I, just, I I mean I'm I think the Grizzlies are a good team but I don't know how I don't know how they jump jump it insanely from last year unless Ja takes like a Luca type jump that ja, uh, Luke that Luca did between his rookie and sophomore year but yeah I mean I just think I don't think the Grizzlies are going to even get close to the playoffs this year. I just think the West just got a lot better again. I feel like we say that like every couple of years, but I so for for me I just don't have the expectations of or I don't think a lot of people have that expectation, you know, of them making the playoffs. Whereas like for the Nets, you know, a lot of people are predicting them to come, you know, into the finals and potentially win a championship. Right. I honestly don't, I would be very surprised to see Memphis make it into the playoffs. So, and I, I get what you're saying. Like a lot of teams jumped over them, but because of that, and I feel like because most people like recognize that already, that even though I, yeah, I agree with you, they're not going to make that jump. That's just like what we're all expecting, right? So I don't know if they're necessarily going to underperform. I just feel like they're going to perform where their expectations are. And I think yeah. one thing that really hurts them is, you know, is Jaron Jackson, right? Like, I mean, he, you know, he had surgery. We don't know when he's coming back. So obviously that's going to play a factor. But, I mean, they have young pieces. Like you said, it'll be mostly internal development. Obviously, Ja, you know, Jaron, when he comes back, um, guys like Brandon Clark, Dylan Brooks, Grayson Allen, you know, they have a lot of young guys. So it's, you know, you know, hopefully they can get um, Justice Winslow finally there too if he can stay healthy. I really like him. So I, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I just, I don't know who's predicting them to make the playoffs. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, I had, I thought the Nets were probably, the Nets were probably right. the biggest hit for like a team that. Right. So just talk about someone else, but. Man, if you're still thinking Justice Winslow is going to be a force in this league, I think people just need to give up. Man, that time that guy could not. That guy is more fragile than you, and that's saying something. Yeah. Like you, you tore your leg from walking from like your door to your kitchen or something like that. Like I don't even know, man. So if if he somehow stays healthy, like I, I just the guy can't stay healthy for more than a week, and it's that's a different fair. injury every time. Yeah. It's a concussion one day, a fractured hip the next day. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. He's getting like old man injuries too now with like hips and stuff like that. Like, and that's never a good sign. 
Yeah. So, um, I'm, uh, so yeah. yeah, that's fair. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't mention Justice Winslow anymore before we yeah. before we see him in action. I'm, similarly to to put. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, an, an, another one to put in there is the Timberwolves, and I think people are saying they might make the playoffs because they got D'Lo and Cat. Who is saying this? When they traded for D'Lo, I think like <laughs> people are saying this, and and no. I I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> they're gonna be so bad. Like that defense is gonna be atrocious. Oh I mean, and, did you see Anthony Edwards guard Luca on that one play? Because <laughs> the Timberwolves will show it to you. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about teams that we think are gonna surpass expectations that are gonna be way better than we think. And I guess I'll go first on this one. I wrote a couple teams down. I think the 76ers, and I obviously talked about it earlier, so I'll talk about another team as well. But I just think that Doc Rivers is going to make a huge change. They finally built around Ben because you don't need to build around Embiid. Embiid is going to be good no matter what system he's in. So build around Ben, who kind of needs some more system tailored to him, and they did that, and hopefully it pans out, and hopefully Seth Curry can be that J.J. Reddick-type player. Hopefully – they can figure out what's wrong on the road and hopefully Ben and Embiid can stay healthy because that team has so much talent and I'm so excited for them and I really like them and I'll talk about them more later on too. So I'm going to go with the Blazers, I guess, just talk about some other team. And I think people, some people are not even having the Blazers in their playoff picks. Like it's just ridiculous. ESPN didn't have them there. That's just ridiculous. The Blazers, if you watch the bubble Blazers, they were playing like a top three seed. Now they're finally healthy. Zach Collins is back. Nurkic is healthy and, I guess they got Canner back. I don't – I mean, he doesn't really help that much. He was good on that team, though. He played really he well for them a couple of years ago. He was good. And then Melo – if Melo's averaging 18 off the bench and – oh, I, I – and this, the way – I don't think Dame's going to not play the way he played in the bubble. I mean, he's not going to be able to do that for an 82-game stretch. But that guy is the real deal. And I just think with the Blazers, it's the defense. And I think Rocco is huge for that. I think he's a really good, really good addition for them. And he's kind of that – Alfred Ukaminu, I can't even say his name right, was great for them. And I think Roko is just a better version of that, which will really elevate their game. So I, I think the Blazers I don't I wouldn't be surprised if the Blazers are the top three seed. Man, you still did you look off my note sheet? Man, my <laughs> two were my two were Philly, and I'm not gonna say anything about that because we both touched on it and you gave a good analysis there. And then Portland, basically for all the same reasons you said, like that's a that's a really good team in my opinion. They got a lot better. You mentioned Roko and I mean he's Offense-wise, he's much better than Alfred Camino, where he can actually he can shoot the three very well. And defensively, Alfred Camino is probably a better, like I would say, like defender, like man-to-man, you know, guarding someone straight up on the wing. But I think Roko's a really good help defender, and he can, you know, block too. So I like him. And then I, I thought the Derek Jones signing was really good because that's oh, yeah. another guy who's, like, very, very athletic and really guard. And, I mean, we saw in the playoffs, like, they needed – anyone to guard some wings i mean dame was out there guarding jason tatum and like they had no one so now they at least have two wing guys who can defend you know like you said they got nurkic obviously healthy which i think is huge and then obviously when you you know pair him with your mccollum and dame i think that seems really good and i think they could make a run at the three seed for real it's nice to see that the blazers saw that their biggest reason they lost in the playoffs was because they couldn't guard wings and what do they do they took away with assets that they that would help them later on, but and they traded it for a player that fixes that hole. Danny Ainge, ring a bell. Do you know what that is? Can, can, does, it, does he know what that philosophy is? Well, he should, because this is why Boston is not making a jump year after year. 
I think uh, I think Danny Ainge stopped listening to our pod the moment you uh, you blew up at him last time. <laughs> so I don't think he's a listener. I think he was a very loyal loyal listener to, before that, but I think hey. at this point he's not he's not listening anymore. I will give him this. I ran into him when I was working at the garden, and he opened. He held the door open for me, and he said, "Hope you have a good day." So he's a nice guy, but horrible at building a team. He won't be holding any more door doors open for you. I'll tell you that right now. I'll say. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm shutting that door in his face. One more surprising team because you stole both of mine. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give Danny Ainge some love. I'm going Boston. I think. Oh listen, no! I was gonna put them in my disappointment team. I I, I really listen. Losing Hayward sucks, but man, I mean, their biggest their biggest hole was center, and I think they got a really good one in Tristan Thompson. I think he's going to help so much, should help their rebounding. I also think Robert Williams is going to take a big step forward for them at center. And I mean, not only that, you get I think Tatum took a big step last year. I'm going to see I I'm expecting to see that again this year. Jalen Brown, same thing too. So I think they're a team that everyone's kind of counting out because it's like in the East you've got you know the Bucks. Nets, Philly, Miami, they're kind of like forgotten in the next tier almost, I think. And I think they're going to really show that they belong in that top tier with those teams. So I'm going, I'm giving Danny some love here. Bring him, hopefully he comes back as a listener to the show. So bring him back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would hope so. I mean, I think Tatum's going to, like, the first, whenever, until Kemba comes back, Tatum's going to be an MVP level player. And we saw that last year when Kemba was hurt. So I'm excited for that at least. I love, I love Tatum. So good. Two ways, too, man. Like, last year, not only offensively, he became a like, oh, yeah. really, really good defender last year. You know? Right, right. So, yeah. I'm excited about their young guys. Sweet. So, let's let's go on to – for sure. All right, let's 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 close out the pod with some predictions for Eastern Conference Finals, Finals, Western Conference Finals. Let's do Eastern Conference Finals first. Let's do it. We got? So, we've gone through – what? We've been going on – what, like probably like 20 some minutes at this point and I feel like we've said like two words about the Milwaukee Bucks I don't know they're being forgotten man but regardless I'm picking the Bucks in to go against the who did I list I'm blanking against Philly so I got I got Bucks and Philly in my Eastern Conference Finals I think Philly's gonna outperform too and I think Bucks are gonna be really good this year with Holiday so that's who I got who do you, who's winning it oh the winner and one of the participants of the 2021 NBA Finals will be Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. No, I mean, it's safe. I think it's safe to say the Bucks. I think that's the popular answer. And look, they're, they've revamped incredibly with Drew Holiday. When Eric Bledsoe was so bad every postseason, Drew's going to bring some stability and some shooting and some depth and some playmaking to the Bucks that desperately needed that, that guy in the playoffs. So I just – I, I get I get the Bucks with probably the favorite, and if I had to bet in Vegas right now, I'd definitely bet on the Bucks. But you know what? I'm gonna say the 76ers over the Bucks in seven in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, you don't even have. I'm surprised you had the Bucks in the Conference Finals. I thought you would have had the no, Nets or like. Well, I don't know. I mean, the Look, way you the way you, you were so high on the Bucks. Every year, you're so high on the Bucks, and every year, I'm right about them. They're going to lose early. They're going to lose early. You, you keep like, – until they prove otherwise, I don't get why you, why you think I'm wrong and not believing in the Bucks. <laughs> I Listen, I've never said I think they're going to win a championship. Two years ago, right. they went to the Eastern Conference Finals against a really good Trout team that I thought would, have, would win the championship, and they did. Or sorry, I mean, I've been Golden State that year, but regardless. You know, right, so right. – 
I mean, right. I, okay. I just think this they're, is the best I, I do. I do underrate them a bit. There, thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. Let's go out west. <laughs> all right. So west, I got, I got the Lakers over Clippers in seven. I think I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers won this series. And Serge Ibaka fixes every hole they, or not every hole, but they fixes a lot of holes they had. And it's it's not like it was something where Ibaka is going to come in and be like scoring all the time and saving the franchise or anything. But he like they had such a big hole and. It was just exposed again and again and again, especially that Nuggets series. And he can come in and plug that and let Kawhi and Paul George do their thing. The Clippers are going to be so much better. And they're such a tough matchup for the Lakers. And the Lakers are lucky they didn't have to face them in the finals. The Nuggets were an easy matchup for the Lakers because you put AD on Jokic and LeBron's obviously better than Murray and the rest is history. And for the Clippers, you put Kawhi on LeBron. That LeBron, LeBron has shown his struggle against Kawhi Leonard. You put you – put, um, you have Paul George as well as an extra factor. Like that's a really good matchup, and Ibaka can Ibaka, Ibaka. No one's stopping AD, but Ibaka can really give AD trouble. And AD had didn't really have that trouble this recent this last year's playoffs. So I think I, I have the Lakers winning in seven, but I think it's I think that I'm pretty confident about those two going to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, it's listen. It's it's a rematch of what should have been the 2020 you know Western <laughs> Conference Finals. I. I will say this right. about AD. He had an amazing postseason, but like if you look at the teams they played, yeah, there was no one who had really an answer for him, right? The only player that actually, and that was because, I mean, Bam obviously didn't play a couple of those games and he was obviously like hurt. And the only player that actually gave him issues was his series against Denver when he had to go against Millsap. Millsap really gave him some issues. So I'm really curious to see now wow. when we get Ibaka. Ibaka's obviously the better player compared to Millsap at this point when we get a really good player like Ibaka going against AD, I'm curious to see how AD is able to really dictate that series because of the Kawhi-LeBron matchup, where I think LeBron's going to have his hands full, right? Because, I mean, for one, he's going to have to, I think, defend, you know, like a, like an entire series. You can't really hide him much in that series. And, yeah, I mean, at some point, they're going to force someone else to create. And I think Schroeder is going to help for sure in that department. But I think it'll be really, really interesting to see what AD is able to do against the Baca. Because that's still their one, like, big, obviously, advantage in, in the paint with their big man matchup. So. Right. Sweet. So, yeah, what's your finals prediction? Lakers, you have Lakers versus – oh, do you have the Lakers winning? Oh, yeah. I got the Lakers winning, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so, seven? my fi- – I'll go – oh, man. I'll go – I'll go – whatever. I'll go seven. Like, who, who knows? <laughs> I'll go seven. Right. And All so, right, so in Lakers, my, Bucks. Yeah, yeah. So Lakers, Bucks. I got LeBron repeating his fifth chip, solidifying GOAT status, and I got the Lakers in six over the Bucks. The annoying thing is everyone's going to be like, oh, it's not six. <laughs> Even though they're just stupid. And that would, that would literally be close enough to be like, he has other stuff that puts him above Jordan. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah, I mean, say, listen, that's a really good Milwaukee, Milwaukee team. So if he, if he beats them in six, it, that's a good win. It doesn't matter, right? Like, it's, it's a championship. Who cares? Right. Dude, the lakers Bucks series would be so good. The matchups are insane. Like, they would have to put Giannis on AD. Right. And then I don't know who like, – LeBron would have to guard – or I don't even know how you guard Giannis. Maybe AD. Probably also AD. Guards him, but, yeah. Especially when – Unless Gian, if Giannis jumper's going, it's going to be trouble. 
If it's not, then the Lakers have life. And then it's just about – the Milwaukee is obviously a much deeper team than the Lakers. So, it's going to be – I mean, actually, now the Lakers revamped a bunch. So, I, I might take I that would, back. We'll see. We'll see. I, I would think that AD would guard Giannis because then it lets LeBron guard Middleton, right? And you try to, like, limit their best two offensive scorers. And then, obviously, a lot of it – they still have Drew Holiday, right? But Who's guarding I mean, Drew? Oh, I mean, you, KCP, like, they still have guys. Like, KCP played yeah. well. Like, you have guys. And then, obviously, on the Bucks side, like, who's guarding Schroeder? You got Drew now there, too. Like, there. Drew can I mean, guard Schroeder really well, yeah. That's, that's I mean, it's, it's a really good matchup. Like, on I would, I mean, NBA floor. fans would want that matchup. I want that matchup. Like, I, as an NBA fan, that, that would be the best potential matchup. If we get Lakers Clippers and then we get Lakers Bucks, like, that is good basketball. Outside of... I, I think the Bucks are obviously better, but I think just from a, like a storyline perspective, Lakers Clippers for sure, and then in the finals, Lakers Nets would be a lot of fun too. Yeah, LeBron 100%. versus Kyrie, LeBron versus KD, like oh man, that would be Steve really Nash fun too. first year. Yeah, there'd be so many good storylines there. I think the Lakers would win that series, but oh, if LeBron loses that, he'd be, he'd be, he'd his be bad. That would be just so sad oh, for his fans. Like there's just no defense at that point. So, um, so right, it's so, Lakers of Philly for you, yeah. Yeah, Lakers-Philly for me. And I think if it's Lakers-Bucks, it's a much closer series. But if it's Lakers-Philly, when it is Lakers-Philly, it's going to be Lakers in five. I think the Lakers are just too good for that Philly team. And, again, it's it's always about the matchups. And I just think Lakers can put ID on Embiid and LeBron can guard Ben. And, like, but at the just, same time, on the flip side, though, then you can also put Embiid on AD and then you can put – Ben, you're right. LeBron. That's true. That's true. That's true. But I don't. I don't. I don't know if Ben can keep up with LeBron. Well, you, maybe. What do you mean? I don't, like, I mean, listen. No one can keep up with LeBron. But I mean, Ben, you're underrating him now. He's one of the no, best I, defenders in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just think the matchup wise, are like it's so much closer with Milwaukee than it is for yeah. Philly. And I just, I don't think Philly has a talent to win out to win it. Like Giannis is as a as a top three obvious like top three top two nba player like ben is not that so like at that right. point you're when you're looking at the matchups it just it overpowers so right. and, i think it's lakers in five and the lakers that. would have undoubtedly the best two players in that series obviously too exactly exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm yeah um it's gonna be a good finals i think that it'll be fun this is a good prediction podcast i think that we always gotta grab our popcorn and see what happens you wanna so what do we got tomorrow we got Nets and Golden State, right? And then we also got Lakers and Clippers. Does that sound right? Yeah. It's gonna, oh, man. I'm going to just sit on my couch all day and watch that. Right. I'm excited. Mi- mini prediction. These games honestly don't matter, but who do you, who do you think is going to win? And that's – For the opening day games? For opening day games, yeah. Hmm, okay. So, so we, yeah, we I, got Golden State – against the Nets. And Golden State, I think Draymond... So we got Golden Blythe State versus out. Brooklyn. Yeah. I'll take... I'm going, I'm going the Nets just I got because... Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm going Brooklyn too, just because the, the Warriors already have some injury concerns on their side. So... But it'll be fun. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm going... going I'm going Lakers. And then I'm going um, Lakers. Or I'm going, I'm going Clippers. Oh, okay. Mixing it up. Yeah, I'm going All Clippers. Right, I think that the Lakers will – I think Ibaka's – is Ibaka's playing opening night, right? 
I would assume. Yeah. I, I think I think the Lakers will feel Ibaka's fix to the Clippers organization he brings, and I just I I don't know. I just feel like the Lakers don't need to win this like the Clippers do. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I mean, a win, no a win an opening wins. day can. Yeah. I feel like a win on opening day would be really huge for the Clippers, especially against the Lakers. I think it'd be really huge for their team, like team cohesion, their confidence, and everything. And I think the Lakers don't care about that. I mean, maybe until Kawhi goes and sits the next three games anyway. So, like, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. All right. It's been All a right. fun one. It's been a fun one. Me and Doc got a, got a pretty epic fantasy draft to go to after this. So, I'll post yeah. – we'll be posting our, our results on our pages as well. So, let us know what you think of our team. Let us know what you think of our predictions. Let us know what stuff you want to talk about. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks once we get some NBA basketball going. Peace, y'all. As always, this has been Outside the Zone.